0: A good mentor is going to leverage their lived experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've all we've all had experiences, and, and what you need to be able to do then is through storytelling.
1: Hello, and welcome to In the Rising podcast. My name is Bettina Brown, and this is the platform I've chosen to talk about. Living a life that's in alignment with your hopes, your dreams, and your goals, your vision and drive for life, and turning your back on the shame-blame game that does nothing to really advance your life. Well, my guest today is Doug Lawrence, who is just a phenomenal speaker who used to be part of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and who took mentoring to a brand new level. He kind of haphazardly came upon that through his career, but really changed it. And I'm so excited for you to hear his story and learn more about mentoring and how it can affect and really transform your life. I'm excited to speak with you today, Doug Lawrence, founder of Talent C and the international mentoring community. And you have a lot of experience with leadership and mentorship. I was really excited to interview you today because mentorship is big. Right, we're told we need to find the right one. We're told to, to talk, and you and it helps you rise up. But what got you started in mentorship?
0: What actually the how I usually describe it is that I was mentoring people, but didn't know what it was at the time. So it was I was just it was something I was doing, and I was. I think it goes back to my time in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police when. I had a number of staff that were uh, working with me and they would come to me with problems and, and so on. And we just take care of them. We work our way through them. And then the other part that I think that drove me in, in the right, in that direction was I was job coaching university students. So I was helping them write, you know, write a nice resume and a cover letter and, the interview prep and all that stuff and they'd get hired and then two to three months after they were hired, they would call me up and say, gee, Doug, you know, this happened in the workplace and I'm not quite sure how I should deal with it. And so I would I wouldn't tell them what they had to do, but I would guide them through, you know, some questions and ask ask them various questions and stuff to guide them to where they needed to go to be able to find the answer. And it was after a period of time that they said, referral after referral, they said, you know, we can't afford to pay you, but you need to do this for a living because this is something we need. And that at that particular time point, that was when I went, hmm, maybe there is something here. And so that's how it all started.
1: Wow. And with that, Did you, did you do some more research into mentoring or how, how did that, how did you actually jump ship or jump off the horse and move forward?
0: Yeah, that's a sidebar discussion, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I actually used, I think it was yesterday that I actually used the the analogy of a, a two horse race and, you know, anyhow, we'll, we'll save that for another day, but, um, yeah, I, I did quite a bit of research, actually. And what I what I was trying to do was I didn't want to be what everybody else was. I wanted to establish or, or find something that would differentiate me from everybody else that, you know, hung their shingle out and said, you know, I'm a mentor. Or even more scary was the fact that, oh, come take our training course and we'll certify you as a mentor. And I'm going, mm, uh, no. And so what I did was I I did the research and then I went searching for a company that I could partner with. And I found a company in the United States that was doing certifications in the uh, information technology space. And we had a conversation. They said, sure, we'll take you on. We'll go through. We'll take you through writing the schema is what they called it. So basically the the formatting for the, the curriculum and all that sort of stuff. And we, we worked together. We trained a large number of people over the course of probably seven or eight years, I guess it would be. Um, and then all of a sudden, there was this shift. We were I was getting pressure from the mentoring community who said that, you know, we, we want something better. We, you know, right now we're being certified based on our knowledge base of mentoring processes and concepts, but we want to be certified competent, Mm -hmm. right? So it was the next step. And so the company in the States wasn't ready for that step. You know, we, we tried negotiating with them and stuff like that to say, okay, we'll kind of guide you, we'll mentor you through this process, right? But they they just said no it's 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 not our cup of tea any longer and so it was fortunate it was ironic the gods were smiling the stars aligned all of that stuff was that I was already in conversations with my current business partner uh, who was based out of Alberta and lo and behold he is a an expert in in the ISO standards, so the international standards, organization standards, he's a, he's just, he's brilliant when it comes to the certification part. Um, And so it was a good fit because that was stuff that, while it's important actually figuring out, you know, which ISO standards do we need to have in place and all that sort of stuff really wasn't my cup of tea. My cup of tea for the most part, is the actual uh, a practice of mentoring, and so I'm the, I'm kind of the person that gets out there and meets with people and you know and takes them through a mentoring relationship, helps them discover who they are personally and professionally, and and now we're you know now I'm working in starting to work into the mental health space based on the research and and how mentoring is a it's an absolutely perfect fit for that. So that was, we kind of evolved. And so now what we've done with the international mentoring community is we've created an independent body for mentor certification. Doesn't exist anywhere else. And, and so, you know, that, that's, that was actually, that was my vision right at the very, very beginning of my journey back in 2009 was, that I wanted to be the catalyst for the creation of an independent body. I didn't want to be part of it. I just wanted to get it up on its feet and get it going. And we're there now. We have the international mentoring community that there's this independent body you go through and I've gone through it. So I know how much, I won't use the word fun, but how how interesting and challenging it can be. But I've gone through the two certification levels that require they're based on competence and they require case studies they require a fairly uh a very strong mentoring log that actually documents all your experience and all that sort of stuff so
1: so it's not just i've been there done that let me tell you a little bit there's a lot of um work that that mentor, future mentor is taking on to learn about the mental processes and not to really be competent to, to really bring up and guide the next, whatever, efficiently based off research and really based off this experience is what it sounds like.
0: Yeah, because you're a good mentor is going to leverage their lived experience. hmm so you know we've all we've all had experiences, and and what you need to be able to do then is through storytelling, is you relate, right? You relate those experiences to the person you're spending time with, and you, when you relate, you make sure that they're relatable to the situation that that person is dealing with. Because to come up with a lived experience that has no relevance whatsoever on what you're, the issue that you're trying to deal with it's pointless. I mean, you're going to, you're going to lose not only yourself, but you're going to lose the person that you're working with.
1: Yeah. Do you, from, from what you've worked on, do you get people from just like information technology area right now who want to go through this program or are you seeing different program? Like how are you interacting with people to, to get them involved in this program?
0: So one of the things, so this program is the ultimate, Goal, right? That that to me, that's where people need to go. But it's not for everybody. And so, what we want to be able to do, and we have that in place. We have two other, we'll call them levels, for lack of a better choice of words: certificate of recognition and certificate of achievement mentoring. So they they're basically knowledge based. Um, two levels to go through helps beef up your knowledge and stuff like that. But what I always tell companies, if I come into an organization or or even an individual person is, let's sit down and have a conversation about what it is that you hope to be able to do with mentoring. And let's make sure that we find what's a good fit for you as as an individual or as an organization. I'm actually uh, going to be putting a proposal together. Hopefully, I'll get it. Well, not hopefully, I will get it done next week for an organization that's come to me and said, here's what we're thinking and is that possible? And it it is possible, but I said one of the caveats that I always put is that if you're implementing mentoring anywhere, it doesn't matter what type of organization, what industry or any of that, what you want to make sure that you do is that you provide training to the mentors and ideally even to the mentees as well. So that they don't, you don't want to set them up to fail basically is what the, and actually it's, it's one of four, yeah, one of four reasons mentoring programs fail is because of the lack of training.
1: How, how, because I've worked for many different companies and I'm like, this is your mentor and we're, but I can also see there's not a lot of, I guess, effort put into mentorship. It's like, this is a person, this is sign here, they'll check your competency. And I think it's a lot of, you know, saving pennies too, because of that. How receptive are are organizations that you work with on to really developing that? Do you feel like they're more the startups? Do you feel it's more private? Is it more government? Like, is there any sort of organization that seems to just be more receptive to really building a strong foundation of mentorship within their, within their ranks? I
0: think we're, we're getting there, right? Actually, this organization that I'm uh, going to put a proposal together—they're already a step ahead of. They're ahead of me. They're—they're they're doing. They—they've done things to get ready to prepare themselves for for taking this next step. They've already done those steps, and those are steps that I typically would come in and do what I call a culture assessment mm-hmm. to determine uh, to determine mentor readiness of the organization. They've done that. And they have some great results where I think it was ninety somewhat percent of the employees have already embraced mentoring in some way, shape, or form. And so we're already, you know, coming back to the story of the, the the horses. We're already, you know, we're in a in a horse race in a two horse race, and they're already, you know, a couple pole lengths ahead of me. So, you know, I'm going to have to get up to speed here very quickly, but. At the end of the day, it's going to make the work I have to do a whole lot easier because they—that's this is what they want. And they've already done the prep that needs to be done beforehand or should be done
1: beforehand. beforehand. Yeah. And so with mentoring, where like you, sometimes we're just naturally gifted, right? And if you're really good, people will tell you. <laughs> like, this is just you. You're the person I come to for this. Looking back on your own life, do you feel that you had mentors without maybe knowing the terminology that that mentored you?
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, just by definition alone, gosh, I. I'd have to go back to, well, definitely in my days in the RCMP, I had some people that I worked with that were, you know, my role models, they would definitely be my, they were people I could go to and say, I have no clue how to fix this. And they would guide me through that. I also had people that thought they were my mentors, but I wouldn't, by definition, I wouldn't cross the road to even have, begin to have the conversation, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, and then I get, I did some time, some work in the private sector and then back into government. And in each and every one of those different genres, I can identify with an individual that fits my definition or what I would be looking for in a mentor, Mm
1: -hmm. most definitely. What what would you say that someone should be looking for in a mentor?
0: You know, one of the most important things that you need to look for is, is there chemistry? Mm -hmm. So is there chemistry between the two of you? Is it a fit? Is this person, do they understand you know, what what it is you're dealing with as a person. And and it's, sometimes it's hard for the mentee to uh, understand this part of it, but mentoring is about, it's a two-way trusted relationship where both parties learn and grow on a personal and a professional basis. So the struggle that a lot of people have as mentors and mentees is, finding that person that they're comfortable opening up to deal with their personal issues. Mm -hmm. So personal issues, just as an example, is, could be self-esteem, could be self-confidence, self-doubt, self-worth, all of those. So those are all, and you'd be surprised as I was, how many people are actually struggling with self, you know, self-issues, the whole self part. You know, the the far the self-esteem, self-confidence, and there are so many people that are struggling with that, you know, and trying to figure out how we're gonna get from one day to the next with the pandemic and all that stuff that's been going on hasn't made our life a whole lot easier. Yeah. And and we still have to struggle. But there there are people as a good mentor, if you take and spend a bit of time with somebody who does have for, for lack of a better way to describe it, who is dealing with personal, uh, personal growth issues. If you can spend some time and gain their confidence, you'll help them gain their own confidence. And they'll then be able to start to deal with some of this stuff on their own, or at least be able to open up enough that they can share with you Mm-hmm. What some of the challenges are that they're going through so that you're 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 better equipped to help them move forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I like how you did talk about the trust. It's a two-way street. And there are some people, and doesn't make either the mentee or mentor a bad person, but sometimes you just don't fit. And sometimes you absolutely click. So it's not just competence, it is also chemistry. And and that just is sometimes. You have also Written a book, The Gift of Mentoring. Share a little bit about your, you know, this process for you. This thing is obviously this is something you love. You created an organization, you wrote a book. How was this process of writing this book kind of the fruit of your labor? It,
0: well, it's one of the fruits. So that's that's probably it. It's one of the fruits that was hanging from the was low-hanging fruit, or so I thought. But what the gift of mentoring was. Uh, I when I first started back in 2009, I I worked with a search engine optimization person who tied me to a chair and and made me write all these blog articles on a regular scheduled basis. And what we ended up doing for the book, The Gift of Mentoring, was we took the, the compilation of all of those articles and put them together, and then wrote case studies go along with what I had written about in, in those blog articles. And so it ended up that I had a, obviously enough materials, enough content there to, for, for a book. But the idea behind it was with the gift of mentoring, it was to get the word out. Number one, that, you know, this is what mentoring is and this is what it can do. Cause we speak about, you know, what are the benefits, you know, from, from an organizational perspective? What are the benefits as an individual who wants to be mentored or is a mentor? So what are the benefits in, in all of those? So the book spoke speaks to that. And then I dovetail some of my, the case studies or my own personal experiences that I had with individuals. And it was, you know, Here's the case study, and then here's kind of the response. So it gave people, you know, it didn't. I didn't plant a seed and then not water it. I didn't walk away from, or I I didn't walk away from it. I uh, tried to nurture and keep it growing. And I used the like I, I remember I took, I think it was tall books. I spoke at a, a, a One World Summit in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, and I I had. I think it was a 20 minute talk. And at the end I said, you know, I have to apologize. You know, it was primarily all, uh, all, all females. And I said, I have to apologize. I only brought 12 books. And if I didn't known what I know now, you know, I could have had a whole bunch shipped and everything else, but I'm so sorry. I only have 12. So here's what we'll do is the first 12 of you that meet me in the lobby, get the books. Well, that was not a good thing to say. It was <laughs> It was like a stampede. It was like,
1: <laughs>
0: And it was, I was here first. No, I was here first. No, I was here first. And we went back and forth. And finally, the books went. And I had kept a couple tucked away that I could see a couple of folks with long faces going, oh, gosh, I should have moved that person out of the way. And I just said, come with me. And, and I, I I gave the books because what I, what I was seeing was that if I did that, I was furthering knowledge of mentoring. Mm-hmm. I was doing it in, in, a, in a in a fashion and context where the people that were, were scrambling to get the books I knew were going to read them. Mm-hmm. They were looking for sort of that nugget that they were going to be able to get from that book, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So with my podcast, it's called In the Rising. So a lot of people that I interview, all of them actually have. Gone through some things, they're here now, but that's not the end of their story. What are you still, what do you see on the horizon for you? What are your plans for you, your company, or anything of that nature?
0: Uh, Well, a couple. Um, My second book is scheduled for release on the 17th of January.
1: Excellent. Excellent.
0: So, Yeah. yeah, I'm very pumped about that. So, uh, really pumped because it takes takes mentoring in a little bit different direction. So it takes us into mentoring being part of the support structure for mental health. So, so yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. And what I also see is I see the certification process for mentoring um, growing. I also see that uh, when we come back to that two horse race, coaching and mentoring, I'm I'm already seeing the mentoring horses is starting to nudge ever so slightly ahead. And I'm what I'm envisioning that's going to take place is people and organizations are going to say, just a minute, let's go and kick the tires on this mentoring thing and see what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, where that's going to go. And, you know, that's going to be, that would be monumental for us to be able to move that forward. Just for me, from a when I look at it from a legacy standpoint of you know what I want to leave behind, that's that's what it would be is that you know the world has embraced mentoring and mentoring concepts and that they have you know put that into place in worldwide with the idea in mind of making the world a better place to be.
1: Yeah, and and underneath everything it's about making the world a better place to be and leaving that legacy of clearly all this work but the lives that you change that you see and all the lives that you've made an impact and you won't know about it for a long time so yeah. um it's really outstanding work commendable work and I really appreciate your time today thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your achievements uh with me today
0: Well thank you for the opportunity it's been really truly a, a great blessing to be able to have this conversation with you today.
1: So where do we even start with all of the golden nuggets in this podcast? You know, Doug Lawrence has a lot of excitement and vigor in the topic of mentoring. He takes this serious and you could tell by the way he talked about it. I could tell by the way he looked when he was giving his conversation, but he also is a volunteer mentor with the Sir Richard Branson Entrepreneur Program He has developed a program. He has worked with others. He is excited about this. And if you are a person interested in mentoring just on an individual basis or would like to learn more for your organization, I really encourage you to learn more about mentorship, how to reduce turnover, and how to get this zeal for someone's career, maybe your own, to really make a change. If you found this podcast valuable, I encourage you to leave a five-star review and also share it with someone. It does so much to put it in the hands and ears of someone whose life it could really change or transform. And I thank you so much for your time because you know what? We don't get that back. And until next time, let's keep building one another up.